0: Blog Talk Radio. Hi, it's Jeannie Kelly, credit expert. Thanks so much for joining me today. As you know, I always talk um, really quick about a question that I keep getting asked recently in the moment. So I like keeping it real, keeping it short and sweet. You know, I'm a New Yorker, and I like um, to get to the bottom really fast of your questions, but. It is something, when I keep getting asked the same question over and over, I bring it here onto the podcast this way, it must be something, something's going on that I keep getting asked this. So, today we're going to talk about joint accounts, co-signer accounts, authorized user accounts. So, let's just break down what it, what all three mean. And basically, your name is attached to someone else's name on those accounts, but let's break it down of one by one. Joint account. A joint account means that you and someone else, and here's the problem that happens. A lot of times people are thinking a joint account um, that it matters who the other person is in the sense of like oh but that's my husband or oh but that's my child oh but that's my business partner. As far as the bank is concerned, they're just looking at an application, and your name is on that application and 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 social security and all the data, employment, income, and so it's the other person doesn't matter on the application. Why, who, where, what, when, you know. It's just that you're applying for an account with someone else. Doesn't matter the relation. So joint accounts, I get asked all the time from people who choose to maybe merge their financial lives. So maybe that means they're moving in together. Maybe that means they're getting married. Maybe it means they're business partners and merging some finances together. So they think they should be getting joint accounts at the same time. And I'm here to say that if at all possible, I do not like joint accounts because if the relationship ever ends, if a divorce happens, if a business venture uh, goes south, if um, whatever it may be, your name is attached to that account until you close it. So with that happening on a joint account, that means unless you want to do that because with the business partner, you want to be on an account with the business partner because the funds are needed for the loan like a business loan is needed and you both want to be financially responsible. That's a little different. So what I'm talking about is why, if, not, if it's not necessary, why have a joint account? Just because you're choosing to merge finances together at home doesn't mean you have to both have the same credit card account. Now, you can both have credit cards And you can choose as a family, why don't we one month use this account, one month, and do things like that. But I am just making you aware that the moment you sign a joint account, you are with that person until the loan is paid off or until you remove your name from that account. And so – a lot of times it just gets – there's really no reason for a joint account when – except for like a mortgage. So a mortgage, you could use a joint account because usually you do need both incomes to get that home loan. So that makes sense. And usually there's no way around around that. Sometimes maybe um, it could go in one person's name, but if you both want to own the home – that's a little different than the question i keep getting a bit asked about is oh we just got married so we're going to open some joint credit cards together i just say you can open up new credit cards but you could just say you open a new credit card i'll open up a new credit card both independent and then again as a family saying we're going to use them for different things maybe one card is for groceries. Maybe one card is for this. But just always know, it's very easy in the beginning. In the honeymoon stages, everybody, whether it's a new business, whether it's a new uh, relationship, it all sounds good. Then when things go not so well, it's very hard sometimes getting your name off an account. And the reason I say that is because a lot of times, let's say there's a credit card and there's a $10,000 balance, the bank's not going to take your name off. Or they're not going to take your name off the account. You're financially responsible now for that jointly. So if it's just because you want to have your names together on an account, that's where the authorized user can come in. Let's say you do want to use these two credit cards. You don't want to be pulling out the cards and say, oh, now I need, you know, oh, we just had the one with the one person's name. No. Let's say you do choose to open up these two. One person opens it up. The other person opens it up. So you've got two family credit cards. You can add the other person's name as an authorized user, which means they're all, they get a card They're authorized to use that account, but they're not financially responsible. At any time, they can have their name removed because they did not get the account because of their credit, because of their income. It's just adding someone as an authorized user. So, example, I can have a credit card. I can add my daughter on as an authorized user. She would get a card. She could use that card. That card will go on her credit report. Most authorized user accounts do. Not all, though. Every company has a different policy, so don't think it's 100%. But that's how it can work. So joint accounts, again, I don't know why it's necessary to have a joint credit card account and a lot of people say, oh, but that you're thinking of divorce. Well, I am thinking that because, yes, I was divorced, but also because I've had thousands and thousands of people who have come to me to say, I don't know why I ever opened that jointly. I can't get my name off it. Now, once an account is zero, you can request to close the account, uh, but Again, if it's not zero, you can have difficulty. So I just want you to keep that. That's what a joint account means. Now let's go to a cosigner. This has been brought up to me over and over. I wish cosigner accounts, and I have it listed as cosigner in the podcast, but we should just call it a joint account because it's exactly the same thing. You are financially responsible for that account just as if you were joint. So if the person, so when someone says, hey, can you co-sign this, they make it sound like it's just co-signing. I just, my credit may not be that great. You know, it's just co-signing. No, it's that you are financially responsible for that account. If that person chooses to not pay that account, you will be paying for that account. If that person pays over 30 days late on, and it's late on their credit report, guess what? it's late on your credit report. That's a cosigner. Cosigner is the same thing as joint. So if you don't have the funds to pay that account, you may not want to cosign. And that could be your excuse. I don't have the funds if you ever don't pay this, so I cannot cosign. And I'm saying this because I have had so many people come to me and say, you know, I co-signed for my boyfriend. I co-signed for my girlfriend. Now the car is a repo. Well, you're financially responsible for that because you signed it as a co-signer, which means you took financial responsibility just as much as the main person on the loan. So, again, it really should be called a joint account. So, joint account, co-signer, same thing. You're financially responsible for the credit card, Auto loan, the student loan, whatever it may be, you're jointly responsible. Getting back to the authorized user, that is again a way that your name can go on an account, but you're not financially responsible for it. Or you can put someone's name on the account, but they're not, they'll, they'll still get a credit card, but they won't get the bill, they won't get a billing statement. They're not financially responsible, and it will go on their credit report. Now, that confuses people as far as the cosigner because they'll say, oh, but I never got a bill. Well, when you filled out the application, it could be that the, you put it in on the second part, and when it comes to where the bill goes, it's going to whoever was put as the main person. So if you are ever going to co-sign because you wouldn't mind taking financial responsibility of that auto loan, then I always suggest making sure the mail and the statements go to you and the phone calls if the account is late goes to you because obviously the person who's asking you is not financially stable in the sense of they need help. So if they need help from the co they shouldn't, you're, you, you should be getting the bills. This way, you would be alerted if the account is going late, and then you can make that payment and then go from there. But that is, uh, you know, it's just something I want to talk about. Again, the reason I'm bringing this up, people say to me all the time, well, it doesn't seem realistic that I don't have joint accounts with my spouse, And again, I understand when it comes to the mortgage, you know, I think that it's very difficult maybe as a one income to have one, uh, a mortgage in one person's name when lots of times we need both income. So I understand the mortgage parts, but the part of all these credit cards, you wouldn't want to, if the, if the marriage never goes south, of course, then that's, you know, that in in a perfect world, then that's great. You know, then you do have these joint accounts and it doesn't matter, but if it ever does, and I've had people who have come to me after being married for 20 years, and now all of a sudden they are getting divorced and they are closing all those accounts that they had for 20 years. And now all that history, not immediately doesn't go away, but in time. So if you had your own account, and it was 20 years later, that wouldn't have to be closed. So, again, I'm just, I'm just here reviewing it, bringing it to your attention. Maybe you're just listening and you're saying, you know what, that is a good, I was just asked to cosign, or you know what, I was just thinking about getting some credit cards because I'm married, or whatever it may be, I'm just trying to help you out, and I'm not someone, I, all I do is talk positive but I also want you to have the tools to be making wise financial credit decisions. That's what I'm here for. So again, I'm just looking out for you and I'm wanting to make sure that you are in control of your credit. You're the CEO of your credit. So that's why I wanted to make sure you understand what it means when you're signing your name to that credit card application and uh, or co-signing for a loan or, you know, um, wanting to be added as an authorized user. So any questions, always email me. And now that you know the facts about how those accounts report, again, I'm bringing it up because a lot of people do not think co-signer accounts are on the credit report. And a lot of people do not think authorized users are on the credit report, and those, again, that's bank policy, creditor policy, that will depend, but it is something to think about. Easy if you're an authorized user to get your name removed, not if you're joint and a cosigner, so keep that in mind. Have a great day, and tune in next time. Don't forget to check out uh, on social media, Jeannie Kelly Credits. So if you could do that, that would be great. And let me know how you are liking my podcast and what you would like me to talk about next. I always look forward to hearing from you because it helps me continue what people want to listen to. Thanks so much.